You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously and because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Now, I thought this would be a great place for us to start this episode of Spark Influence to talk about gratitude. The Apostle Paul is well known for writing scriptures about being thankful, and some of his most well-known passages are focused on gratitude, including giving thanks for all things and in all circumstances. So I'd like to um, go through some of these scriptures with you, Peter, and kind of have you respond. So I'll read the scripture, and then you can kind of give commentary or a response to the scripture. So the first one comes from Ephesians 5:20 and it says giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think this is something that you exemplify in your prayer life. You are always so thankful for both the provision and protection and guidance and direction that the Lord gives us in our life, but also for the things that we don't know about. And you're always thanking God, like, thank you for, but thank you for the things that I don't even know about Lord. So would love to um, have you speak into that. Yeah, this is, I mean, to me, you know, I, I kind of wanted to pick this topic uh, for, for this week's episode because um, I think gratitude is a tremendous expression um, uh, and response to what God does and doesn't do in our life. And I think especially in today's world, it's really easy to lose gratitude, right? We become very entitled, whether it's about material things or the path of our life or our relationships or um, the social ills and woes and the fortunate and less fortunate, right? So I, I love to keep top of mind in the front of your head, always be grateful because, you know, it's, it's like trying to hold water in your hand, right? Things can slip through and slip out really quickly and really fast. Your life can take a turn at a stoplight and it's never the same again. Right, you can get a phone call that changes your life completely, and 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 you can also have tremendous highs and amazing things that happen. And there's, I've seen this sort of a cultural development of, well, that was supposed to be for me. That was supposed to happen. It was supposed to come to me. Right? That's not that's not the case. That every good thing is a gift always from the Lord, and you should be tremendously grateful that He trusted you, and in and in provisioned to you that grace that that gift. And the gratitude should always be there forefront in your mind that he has blessed you in some fashion. 
And sometimes, yeah, we've had the, many of these conversations around the blessing is the things you know and the blessing is the things you don't know. The blessings are that yellow light you went through and you didn't get T-boned by a truck, but you don't know that didn't happen, right? Or, or that there's an illness that was discovered early and can be treated and diagnosed and taken care of. Or um, the gratitude for the love of a, of a spouse or the love of a child. Just to have that gratitude. It's not expected. It's not owed to you. Nothing is owed to you. Actually, what's owed to you is grief and misery, and that's what we that's what we deserve. But we have so much. I I really believe if you every day take take account on your ledger of the things you should be grateful for, you'd be astounded at how much there is to be grateful for. Absolutely, and I think that that heart of gratitude literally changes everything. So you know. I, I read an amazing book in one of the most difficult seasons in my life, and it's called A Thousand Gifts by Ann Voskamp. And it is about looking at everything in life from the mundane to the extravagant um, with a heart of gratitude. And so I began practicing that every day, like, Lord, I'm thankful for this, and I'm thankful for that, and I'm thankful for, I mean, just really a practice of gratitude. And that book came um, right at the beginning of my pregnancy when we found out I was pregnant with Liam and would read that book through the pregnancy. So when that bad news came, because like you mentioned, that you can get a phone call that changes your life. When the doctor said that he was incompatible with life, that was not um, something that I wanted to be grateful for. But because God had already put this resource in my hand and had positioned my heart, I think I experienced the whole um, birthing a baby who was stillborn with trisomy 18 and the funeral and all of the subsequent things that we went through with that in a different light because I was just thankful to be pregnant every day that my belly was growing. I was thankful um, and I and could find something to be thankful for. And I think it, it really shifted the way that I went through, like having joy in the midst of our problems and having gratitude um, that comes from a deep well of, of, of having gratitude for Christ and, and the grace that he's bestowed upon us. Absolutely. And, you know, something that's kind of hard, I think, for people to, to grasp, because there's two sides to that gratitude coin. And one is gratitude for all of the blessings and the, and the positive things that happen. But you should also have gratitude for the hard things. Some of the best lessons in life, some of the most education, some of the farthest you'll move forward as a human being, as a person, is going to be in the really hard lessons. Okay, that's really good. I'm glad you said that. So let me go to my next scripture, which comes from Romans 3, I mean, Romans 5, 3 through 5, and it says, and not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because the love of Christ has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So that's exactly what you were just saying. It is it is praising God even in our trials because those trials 
give us perseverance and that perseverance tries our character. Correct. So I'll use the example of our youngest son, Ian. Nobody has gained amazing physical conditioning by not doing anything, by it being easy and just sitting there. It's hard. There's resistance. You have to lift heavy weights. You have to do it repetitively. It takes a lot of work. Discipline. It's it's discipline and painful, um, especially the next day, right? And so that's not easy, right? And that's probably the simplest example uh, of this. The other things that, that educate us, inform us, and shape us, right? It's like I use, I love using the example of steel, right? You can't forge a weapon or a knife or a hoe or whatever tool you're implement you're trying to make. You don't forge it by gently talking to it and encouraging it to be that. You hammer it on steel against steel, right? And forge it and force it and move it through heat and pressure and impact. And you turn it into a, a tool that's very strong and resilient, we are no different than that. And really, I think the gratitude should come from the hard things in our life because they make us so much better. They make us so much more informed because how do you recognize when you should have gratitude is when you have had really bad, hard things happen to you. If life is nothing but a feather bed, you're not going to know what hardship is like and it's not gonna, you're not going to be taught a lesson, right? So God sends us these hardships not as a, as a, uh, as a punishing father, but as an encouraging father who says, you're going to learn some things. I'm going to teach you and you're going to, you're going to be, I'm going to sanctify you. You're going to be better for this. And then our gratitude should be for that lessons, for those lessons, for that conditioning, for that improvement. Absolutely. And he, he uses those to shape and mold our character. So let's go to the next verse that's really kind of similar to this ber- verse, but adds a little bit more to it. And, and that is from James 1, 2 and 4, which says, consider it all joy, <laughs> like all of it. Let's consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing yeah that's great so what comes to mind for me that here is that if if you take the shaping of your mind and the shaping of your life gratitude is the outcome or more accurately gratitude is the response to the lessons that you are taught and that you are given. So to, to the scripture, right? It, whatever is happening to you in your life, you should be grateful that it, A, that it's happening in a way that the Lord has shaped and sent, and B, um, that you are learning and being transformed by those things, right? So you can, it's very easier to take hindsight and look at, like the things that happened to me in high school and they were terrible at the time. But then I think, man, I learned so much about human interaction and how to have grace and how to have kindness or how to, you know, even, I mean, you know, just normal things that you, that you that transact upon every day in everyday life. Those were lessons that you learned from the past, but having gratitude for those things, you may not have gratitude for it for 20 years. You may at the time have thought, this is terrible. This stinks. Why is this happening to me? I hate this. And then later in life, you can, when you, when you realize the lesson, you realize the blessing, you can have the gratitude to say, Lord, thank you for that. Like, I didn't realize 
You know, it's kind of like algebra. You never use it. And then there's one time and it comes up and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to use this. This is important. I remember algebra. That's a, that's the lessons, right? That's the, that's, that's how it happens. So gratitude always is a, is a positive response in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit that you always need to bring forward. Yeah. So I want to drill down a little bit deeper into this before we move on to the next scripture, because it's really easy for me to sit here and recite this scripture to count it all joy when I'm going through trial, but then trial comes, right? And how do we in the moment when we're in the midst of a situation, maybe our life has been turned upside down by that phone call, by that illness, by that job loss, by um, just the chaos in, in our world. How do we practically respond and count it all joy? Yeah, this, that's a complicated question, right? It's a great question, but it's complicated. Everybody's going to have a different response to those type of things. Some people... Um, and we've experienced this. So, you know, backstory for our life, we both have lost both our parents. We've lost multiple children um, and, and babies, and we've had some hardships in our life, right? Um, and I, I, I don't envy those circumstances that has happened to us, and they were some terrible times. But through all of it, God has done something through every bit of it. Right. And everybody reacts differently. Some people lash out in anger, right? They blame the Lord. Why did you do this? Why did you? And, and those are, those are human responses taking scripture out of, you're just taking scripture out of the answer. Essentially, you're just mad at God. He's the figure that you're going to blame because you're putting blame somewhere because something happened. It's hard. It hurts. Some, something precious was snatched from you and, and you've got to find a place to put this grief and anguish and anger and whatever else is going on. And that's an, a lot of people respond that way. You can also respond in that the Lord has a plan and, and it's being executed. You may not, as the Bible says, we may not know the answer in this life. Like we're not going to know that. We're not privy to all that information. That's top secret and we're not read right into that, right? So we're, we'll get that maybe a debriefing when we get to heaven, but not now. And so you have to realize that, that the Lord is, is doing these things as an executed plan. We can't see it, right? If it's If the life is or mankind is a giant board of pieces, we're seeing the part within a minute of us. We don't understand the impact or the rings of connection that happen in the world. And there may not be any, and it may just be our little misery that happens, but the Lord still has us in his hand. He's still teaching us something. And we're still here, right? We're still being able to learn. We still have grace from him to continue on. Um, and, and that's, that's a thing to be grateful for. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you said that because uh, one of the things that I thought about is uh, a dear friend of ours had uh, breast cancer and um, all kinds of crazy things that were happening in her life with her family at the time. And she really um, was angry and was like, God, why I've lived my life for you. I've been good. Like, why would you do this to me? And, and what I want our listeners to understand is 
I think that's part of the process. It's okay when we have those feelings of fear. It's okay to question God. The problem becomes when we get stuck in the why and we don't move beyond it. If we take our questions to God, because he knows already, he knows what we're thinking and feeling. He can handle our hard questions. He can handle our hard questions. But for us, we can't get stuck in the why of it. We need to give... Our, our grief, our pain, our fear, whatever it is that we're experiencing in response to our life circumstance, and then receive from the Lord the fruit of the Spirit, which is peace, joy, love, gentleness, kindness. You know, those, like, take on his love, take on his peace, and and not get stuck in the why. So I'm, I'm glad that, that you said that. Yeah, okay. gra- well, I was going to say gratitude is the enemy of loathing and anger and misery in your mind. Like to your point, if you get stuck in those things, that's the enemy causing your mind to dwell in that pit. But gratitude and, and, and faith in the Lord is the deliverance from that. It's the enemy of that. It will, it will deliver you from that. It allows you to move on and move forward. Absolutely. Now let's move on to our next scripture and to do everything in the name of Jesus out of a spirit of gratefulness. So that is Colossians 3, 17. And I think this is one that you um, have already kind of touched on and and something that you really exemplify. But um, any other thoughts on doing everything um, uh, in the name of Jesus out of a spirit of gratefulness? Yeah, this is hard, right? I'd love for people to reach out and say, this is how I do everything everything in gratitude, right? Cause that's that to maybe it's just me and everyone else is just laughing at me going, yeah, that's really easy. Peter, how do you figure that out? <laughs> right. Life, life is for me can be very myopic and I'm focused on the things in front of me, but I don't always see or insert. All of this is for him and his glory. Right. And, and I know that I know that intellectually and I know it scripturally and I know it in my head, but do I find myself executing on it all the time? No, and if someone has that down, please like reach out to us and then tell me about it because I love to understand it. I think our fallen human nature, it's very easy uh, to distract ourselves from that and, and not make it be there all the time. But if you take an account every day and say, okay, what, what was my day like? There's that, that moment of reflection realizing this is all, all of this was for him and his, for, it was for his glory right? Because I killed that meeting and did a great job. That was for him, right? That does that wasn't for me. Don't put yourself in the middle all the time, right? You're not first chair. He is first chair always, right? You are second, third chair, whatever. And I think, um, I think you kind of read scripture in the beginning about we've to capture our thoughts always and always be doing it for his glory. Yeah. Take your thought thoughts captive and obedience to Christ because that is where the battlefield is. It, it is in our mind. And so kind of even going back to that, why, like we can, we can spin things around. I know I'm a pro at it of spinning things around and round and dwelling on it, but not in a way that is honoring and glorifying to the Lord or putting it through the lens of scripture because 
I am fallen. I am human. It is something I struggle with. Um, and then I have to repent of that and go, go back to him. But that's, I think part of our human condition, right? Is, but I love that you said, you know, at some point, whether that's in your quiet time in the morning, you know, making a list of things that you are, are grateful for, or in the evening, well, before you go to bed and you're saying your prayers at night and just thank you, Lord. um, for what you've done for us. Well, let's move on to the the next part. So that is, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father. So far, I've seen a kind of a theme here, like give thanks in everything, uh, but also that that produces perseverance, which is such a good character quality. And that perseverance leads to endurance. And I think that in the times that we are living in, we have to have perseverance. And um, the Bible says that we should run our race with perseverance, um, and that there is a great cloud of witnesses who are cheering um, us on. So I'd love uh, for you to share some thoughts about about perseverance and endurance. I think it's interesting that Scripture uses the word, you know, run the race. Like this is a race. This is an event. We are participating in an event. It is a, a corporeal, uh, you know, event that begins at birth and ends when you stop running. And that run should be all for his glory the entire time. And I, I, I think that perseverance is the falling down and getting back up, the having hard things happen and keep going, being grateful. It's like Job, right? It's like, I'm not going to curse him. I, I Even though I have all of these afflictions, I have all of these things happening to me. I am in misery and agony. I would prefer to die. It would be easier to die than to suffer this. But I keep going and I keep praising his name. I think hardship is, there's a lot of people in the world today that are not accepting of hardship in the fact that it is a lesson and it is something you have to go through. We are not promised a peaceful life. So that, and then you were a very, you were a very perseverant person, right? You, you persevere constantly and and it's a very admirable trait. And I love that about you, but I think we really need to take attention to the fact that giving up is the absence of that. Like when we say, okay, this is, I'm done. I can't handle this anymore. I'm done, Lord. That's, that's not what he, that's not why he was putting you in the circumstance for the situation. He wants you to persevere. I always come to mind the Pilgrim's Progress, and I forgot the character's name, uh, and he's in the mud. And all he does is look down at the mud and says, woe is me, life is terrible. And if he'd have just looked, lifted his head and looked, he was right at the edge of the mud pit and there was a beautiful field right in front of him. He could have stood up and walked through it and been out of it. Too many people just sit there and look down at the mud. They're not persevering. Keep being grateful. Keep persevering. Lift your head up. And the Lord has got that promised field for you. You just have to keep persevering. Yeah, that's so good. So um, 
this uh, bit of scripture that we're talking about comes from Hebrews 12. And I just want to read a little bit because I think it's really important and it kind of encapsulates all of the things that we've been talking about. So therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. You know, there's other translations that say that so easily besets us, that sin that just tries to um, take us out. And let us run the race um, that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne. Um, And then the next portion of scripture talks about do not be weary. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not resisted to the point of shedding of blood, and you have not forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when approved by him, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son for whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure." God is treating you as sons. And so we, like you said, we are not promised that everything's going to be amazing. Actually, one of the last things Jesus said to the disciples before he left was in John was in this world, you will have tribulation. Not you might have tribulation, not there might be some bumps in a road, but like if you are a follower of Christ, it means you are laying down your life for him daily and that you are picking up your cross and following him. And I think that in the society that we're living in, especially in our culture here in America, that there are not there are a lot of people who are not prepared for the tribulation and for the the times that the Bible talks about and the times that we're living in. And so as we kind of bring this whole episode to a close, um, I want you to kind of have the last words on, um, on everything I've just read in Hebrews and kind of wrap it all up for us. I think you just closed it out perfectly. Um, in all these things, we should be grateful, really, for all of those things that have all the hardships that happen to us. Like we are honored to be able to strive for Christ in our life. Those things we are going to have so many tribulations and trials and 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 hardships, but we'll have the greatest joy as well at the same time. Like those are two two sides of that same. Uh, same thing. We we can have great joy, but we have to have gratitude and we have to have perseverance. Paul talks about that it's light and momentary affliction that we face here with an eye on eternity, right? Because one day God is going to make all things new. And so that's the, that's the, 
the position that we we live in is, you know, we're living in a time of chaos and turmoil and difficulty and pain and suffering. And why do bad things happen to good people? But one day, God will make all things new. And until then, we just have to have a heart of gratitude. Absolutely. You think it's tough to wait five minutes in a grocery store line? Think about eternity. It's a whole different game. So uh, I think the grat- you put it really well. Gratitude and, 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 uh, and acceptance of grace in a hard life. Two amazing gifts. Right. I mean, I think sometimes I think back on all of the things that we have been through and you, you touched on some of them and there's other things that, you know, maybe we'll get into in, in other episodes, but I think God has entrusted us with a lot of difficulty because he's refining us for greater works that he has for us to do. And and if we would have not been um, humbled if we hadn't died to self, if we haven't um, experienced some of this tragedy in in our lives, um, then we we wouldn't have the the grit that we needed to be able to persevere when times got tough. I have loved this conversation about gratitude. Thank you so much for bringing this topic to mind. I think it's something that that we talk about a lot, and I think it's something that other people need to be aware of, they need to talk about, they need to practice. So I just want to leave everyone with a charge today. Find at least five things that you can be grateful for today. Find five things you can be grateful for tomorrow. Every day, just give Get you a journal and sit down and say, thank you, God, for this. Thank you, God, for that. And if you need help, I encourage you to dig into these scriptures for yourself or read Ann Voskamp's book on 1000 Gifts. So thanks so much for tuning in to the Spark Influence podcast today.